Uninformed immigrants are at a huge disadvantage in court, in financial and legal matters, and also sometimes in life. Well, what can we do about it? I'll tell you what. We can train, teach, inspire, and empower immigrants to maximize their lives regardless of their immigration status. And that's exactly what we're going to do here. I am your immigration lawyer and host, Otis Landerholm, and this is the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. Welcome to the uh, Empowered Immigrant Live I'm your host, Otis Landerholm. I'm the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration APC, where we fight for your American dream and welcome. Thank you for being here with me on another episode of the Empowered Immigrant Live. All right. So here, uh, I mean, today in this video, we are going to be talking about the U visa. All right. And so uh, if this is your first time Tuning in to the Empowered Immigrant Live, we are here to train, to teach, to inspire, and to empower immigrants to make the most out of immigration laws and to make the most out of their lives. So if you are an immigrant here in the United States, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. It is the 17th of June of 2021, and we are talking today about the U-Visa and we're doing the 2021 U-Visa update, all right? And so welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Again, my name's Otis Landerholm. I'm going to be your host. We're going to be doing 30 minutes, as always, in English. And then we're going to be doing the next 30 minutes in Spanish. Así que si usted habla español, que venga a las dos y media de la tarde del tiempo de California. Pacifico, y, uh, y vamos a hacerlo en español. All right, we'll be back in English. Thank you so much. We're talking about the U visa today. So I've got four things that I want to do. All right, number one, I want to talk about U visa basics. Number two, I want to share a new announcement that came out just this week. Number three, I want to talk about the process and some changes, excuse me, some changes to the process. All right. And as we talk about the process, we'll talk about U-Visa backlogs and the waits and the delays and things like that. And four, finally, yes, we will get into some questions. We'll do some question and answer. And if you have a question about your U-Visa, please submit it. Please let us know. All right? We are here. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. Please submit your questions. We welcome that. Um, and if we don't get to your question for whatever reason today, hey, we can get to it in the future. And so ask your questions. Do not hesitate to do that. All right. So here we are. We're going to talk about the U-Visa. What is the U-Visa? Our first topic is the basics. What is the U-Visa basics? All right. Basically, we've got four requirements to apply for a U-Visa. Requirement number one, you have to have been the victim of a qualifying crime. Say what? You got to be the victim of a crime? Something awful bad has to happen to you? Yes, it is not fun to have a U visa. Anybody that's applying for a U visa, like I'm sorry you went through whatever you went through. All right? Like it's it's not a fun visa. Let's be clear about it. All right? 
And we can use that bad thing that happened to you in the past to get some benefit with immigration. And so that's what we're talking about. The first requirement, you have to have been the victim of a qualifying crime. Well, what crimes qualify? We'll look at that in a minute. The second requirement, you have to have been quote unquote helpful in the investigation or the prosecution of that crime. You have to be helpful to the law enforcement people. You have to have called 911. You have to have cooperated in some way. Be willing to press charges, whatever. All right? So that law enforcement can get the bad guys. All right? Three, third requirement, you have to have suffered a substantial amount of harm. And it can be physical harm or it can be mental harm. Maybe you were emotionally scarred. Maybe you've been traumatized. All right? But that victimization caused you harm. And then the fourth requirement is you have to be quote unquote admissible to the U.S. or if not eligible for a waiver. All right? So we can look at those in much more detail. And we will do that here today. So the qualifying crimes, let's look at that. Now I'm going to try something that I've never really tried before and we'll see if it can work, the magic of technology. I'm going to turn my head off, and you're going to see a screen. All right, and I'm going to do from current slide, slideshow, and I'm going to swap the view. All right, I think you can see this. I hope you can. This is a list of quote-unquote qualifying crimes for the U visa, okay? And so, uh, like, if you were the victim of a crime, what crime were you the victim of? And, and let's look. Let's get a copy of that police report, and let's look. And let's see, was it one of these? Because if it was one of these, heck, you might qualify for a U visa. And if it was not one of these, you might not. All right? But let's really look at it, and I'll show you why. All right? I'm just going to read the ones that are bold on this list, because the ones that are bold on this list are U visas that I have actually won, that our office has actually won. All right? So if you've been the victim of domestic violence, if you've been the victim of a felonious assault, an assault that was so severe, like you were attacked, something like that, so severe that it would be charged as a felony, not a misdemeanor. All right? A felonious assault. If you were, if you were the victim of involuntary servitude, you know, somebody said, you have to work for me or I'm deporting you. Something like that. Like, you've got to work for me against your will. Then you could qualify for a U visa. If you were ever kidnapped, you could be eligible for a U visa. If you were ever the victim of murder, now you might laugh, how could I qualify for a visa? Who cares if I was murdered? Well, but attempt, we'll get to that. If somebody tried to murder you, you can be eligible for a U visa. If you were the victim of rape or of sexual assault, you can be eligible for a U visa. If you were the victim of attempt or conspiracy, like people are planning to do any of these things, or solicitation, like they're trying to get you involved with any of these things, you can be eligible for a U visa. And this last category, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. It's right in the code. Other related crimes. All right? Other related crimes can make you eligible for a U visa. All right, now I'm going to turn my talking head back on. All right, you got it? Okay, you saw the list. Thanks for, show, th thanks for kind of going through that with me. Those are the crimes that can make a person eligible 
to potentially change their immigration status, all right, if they were the victim of one of those offenses. And so, perfect, all right, that's, that's, that's that. Let me, let's see, how can I do this? Okay, so the next, here we go, here we go. All right, I'm back on. So the next uh, issue is we've got to show that we were helpful, and I'm feeling a sneeze coming on. Great. I'll just blow my nose. There we are. Gotta love it. <laughs> we are live, people. All right. So the, the next thing is we've got to show that we were helpful. We, are, we either have been helpful, we are being helpful, or it's likely that we will be helpful in the investigation or the prosecution of one of those crimes. Got it? Now, how do we do that? To do that, we've got to get the, the law enforcement people, the, the cops, the district attorney, whoever it is who's investigating and or prosecuting that crime, we've got to get them to sign off saying that yes, I was the victim of one of those crimes and I was helpful in the investigation of or the prosecution of that crime. We do this on a form. We call it the I-918 Supplement B. And it is a form that's available on the internet. All right? And our office can help people to prepare that form to see if the police department or if the prosecutor is willing to sign off saying that, yes, you were helpful for them in the investigation or the prosecution of that crime. And if you were, that's like the first step. It's like, it's like you get the green light, all right? The green light to prepare and file the U visa. Great. All right, the, so you have to be the victim of a crime, you have, of a qualifying crime, you have to be helpful. The third requirement is you have to have suffered quote unquote substantial abuse. So sometimes we've got to get medical records. All right, go contact the hospital. If you were taken to the hospital because you were assaulted and like you're bleeding, you got a broken bone, right, whatever, it's like, okay, let's go get those hospital records. Sometimes we don't have, sometimes somebody didn't go to the hospital. So what do you do? Well, then we've got to explain it some other way. And we've got to show that you suffered a substantial amount of harm some other way. And often it's like, okay, let's think outside the box. Let's get a psychological evaluation so that we can document how you were affected emotionally or psychologically by what happened. Maybe we can put together affidavits from friends, from colleagues, from people who know you, people in your family who could show, hey, maybe you wake up every night sweating and with like nightmares, all right? And maybe your spouse is like, oh my gosh, you are like clearly affected by this. Like, let's have that spouse write a declaration explaining how this affected you, all right? And actually, you yourself can write a declaration explaining how you were affected too. Um, so, uh, so, yes, we've got to show substantial abuse. And then the fourth requirement, just like with any visa, we've got to show that the applicant is, quote-unquote, admissible. So what does that mean, admissible, all right? We've got, to, we've got to ask you questions. We've got to figure out, like, what immigration violations maybe do you have? Have you ever entered the United States without permission? Have you ever accrued, quote-unquote, unlawful presence? Have you ever, like, triggered an unlawful presence bar where now you had a year of unlawful presence and then you left the United States, 
right? Or even 180 days of unlawful presence and then left the United States. You trigger a three-year bar, all right? Uh, did you ever submit something to immigration that was not true? Maybe you have an immigration violation related to a misrepresentation before. Maybe, like, have you ever been in immigration court proceedings? Do you ever have a deportation against you? Any of those things, we got to talk them through. What about crime or criminal-related issues? Have you ever been arrested? If so, we've got to talk it through. Those things can be, might be, waivable, depending on what they are, and depending on the situation, the U visa comes with strong waivers, with broad and generous waivers. And so sometimes the U visa is actually the best strategy to fix bad things that may have happened in someone's past. Okay? And so, uh, anyway, uh, I just wanted to be clear about that. The, for, to apply for a U visa, yes, it's La Visa. You, got to, you have to be admissible. But the U visa, because you're cooperating with law enforcement, you can apply for waivers. Okay? You can apply for waivers. All right, so that's great. That's the eligibility stuff. That's the basics. That's the basics. All right, so what's the change? What has happened? Where are we now? Well, it just so happens that this week there has been, well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up a little bit. I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to tell you about the backlogs, and I'm going to tell you about the process. Okay, let's do that first. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm living it as we go here. So um, as we talk about the backlogs, it's like how long does a U visa take? You prepare your application, you send it off to be filed with immigration, and then you sit back and wait, all right? Now, we have clients where we filed their U visa in 2016, and they're still waiting, okay? And so, uh, and that's, that's the experience of every, almost everybody that filed in 2016. They're waiting, all right? Maybe this year will be their year. And, and so it's now 2021, so that was a five-year process for them. But it's like the backlogs keep getting longer and longer and longer. And if somebody's going to file a U visa today, it's going to take much longer than five years. In fact, it's going to take longer than 10 years for them to get their U visa approved. Because here's the thing. The government, by law, the government is only allowed to grant 10,000 U visas per year. Okay? And I want to show you what these backlogs look like. So to do that, I'm going to make my screen, I'm going to get rid of my talking head again, and I'm going to make my um, screen super big. And ready? One, two, three. There I vanish. And here are the backlogs. And now this is just, this is just my own personal list. This is my own personal list. So don't, you know, this is not published for, by the government at all. But I'm just doing the math. All right, I'm just doing the math. Roughly speaking, there are 30,000 U-Visa applicants per year. Roughly speaking, on average, there's been 30,000 U-Visas applied since well before uh, 2016, actually, up through the present. But the law only allows them to approve 10,000 per year. So that means that for every year of an application, it's going to take three years to adjudicate it. Does that make sense? Which means that, according to my math, if you filed your case in 2016, 
you're approximately going to get a decision in 2021, which is right now, or in 2022, or in 2023. Got it? And then if you submitted your application in 2017, and you've been waiting all this time, you're approximately going to get a decision in 2024, or 2025, or 2026. Got it? But if you submitted your U visa in 2018, it's going to approximately be decided in 2027, 2028, 2029. If you submitted it in 2019, it's approximately going to be decided in 2030, 2031, 2032. If you submitted it in 2020, we're, lock, we're looking at 2033, 2034, 2035. And if you submit it right here today, 2021, if we're going to apply for you today, you're looking at, under current law, it not being approved, full-on approved, until 2036, 2037, and 2038. Well, that's ridiculous, right? And, and I know it's ridiculous. You know it's ridiculous. But you know who doesn't know that it's ridiculous? Guess who doesn't know? Hey, I'm back. Guess who doesn't know who's, who's, how ridiculous this is? Congress. All right? Congress in Washington, D.C., they're all, you know, they have, no, they have no clue what's going on. They really don't. They really do not know. Some of them are trying to understand it. But it's like they pass laws that have consequences, and now there's like people that have cases that are eligible for visas that are stuck waiting for, you know, 2038. That's another, that's another 17 years to get their visa approved. So here's what we need to do, Congress. If you're listening to me, Congress, change the law. Change it, please. Change the law, please. We're waiting for immigration reform. And yes, to President Biden's credit, part of his proposals have been to increase the quantity of U visas that can be adjudicated. All right, times three, in fact. The proposals that, yes, are being reviewed would have it that they can increase it to 30,000 per year instead of 10,000 a year, and that would triple the rate at which U visas can be approved. So thank you, President Biden. Now, Congress, get your act together and vote and pass that thing. Okay? Vote and pass that thing because the country needs it. And like, you know, there are 250,000 pending U visas. Should I say that again? 250,000 pending U visas, all right? And I'm not going to say that every single one of those are going to get approved, but holy, like, holy cow, that's a lot of people that are like, that have a case that are eligible for immigration status by law, but are just like stuck in this waiting period that's just awful and it's been going on forever. And so let's do something about it. And so, hey, here's the thing. That's the bad news, right? That's the downer of today's presentation, these horrible, horrible backlogs. You got it? And so then what's the good news? Well, the good news is just this week. Yeah, I don't know if you caught it. I don't know if you saw the news. But just this week, there was an announcement. Okay, what was the announcement? The announcement was, hey, these backlogs are taking forever. The announcement this week is they're going to create a process. They call it a bona fide determination process. And they're going to start giving people with bona fide 
applications for the U visa. They're going to start giving them work permits. All right. Like if you asked me, I mean, heck, we have we have hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of people with pending U visas and they can't work like they don't. I mean, they, many of them are working to survive, but it's all under the table. It's all like like what are that? What else are they going to do? The process, the announcement, which thank you to the leadership within the Department of Homeland Security under the Biden administration. Thank you. Like sincerely, thank you. Because the announcement will allow people that have pending applications for U visas that are in this backlog that we just saw to apply for a work permit. All right. And, and don't take my word for it. All right. Like underneath or in the comments here, we are going to post a link to the government's website where this has been added. Right. It's right. It's right there. It's been added to USCIS's policy manual. All right. It is starting to happen. And so great. They call it a bona fide determination process or a BFD for bona fide determination. Right. And, and what they refer to it as is a bona fide determination work permit. So if you apply for a U visa and if you go and after you apply, you'll be given your fingerprints and you'll go in and you'll get your biometrics taken. And after that, they'll start issuing these new work permits. Okay. So that's where we are. That's the good news. That's the announcement this week. I'm excited about it. Um, I hope you're excited about it too. And so that's really all. That's really all that I wanted to say. So let's clarify the process a little bit just to make sure I'm clear. And then we'll open it up for questions. All right. So when we ask, when we do a, a U visa, we're talking about five steps. Now with this new process, we're talking about five steps. Step one is the certification. Law enforcement, they got to give you the green light. They got to say that you cooperated with law enforcement. Step two is all the paperwork, your declarations, forms, evidence, everything, psychological evaluation. It's all in there. All right. Step three is you're going to get notices and biometrics. You're going to go in. They're going to, the government's going to take your fingerprints, all that stuff, do background checks. All right. Step four is you're going to be put through the bona fide determination process to get a work permit. That's the new announcement. Step four is the new announcement. And then step five is the long wait, the long wait. Or if you file tomorrow, you're, you're looking at 17 years of a wait to get your actual visa. And yes, it can include you, your spouse, your kids, right? It can, it can, we can, we can do that. Okay. And so that's it. That's all the presentation. Thank you for being with me here today. It is 2.22. I do want to open it up to some questions. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted your questions. All right. My first question, let me find it here. My first question comes from Maria. All right. Maria, thank you for your question. Your question is, if I applied for a U visa in 2019, when will I get this new work permit? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like that is a great question. That is a great question, Maria. This is a huge question. So when will you get this new bona fide determination work permit? When is that going to start happening? I mean, the honest truth is the answer that I have here today on the 17th of June is like, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. Uh, and it shouldn't be too long. 
But here's the thing, there's 250,000 U visas that are like already on file with immigration and they're going to start going through them. And so who's, you know, they're going to start at the at the those submitted first. By when will they be up to 2019? I have no idea. They're going to start rolling out the process. It's it's going to take some time. Okay? And and my guess is my estimate for you, Maria, if you filed in 2019, my estimate is, hey, I'd estimate within one year, all right, you've already got your biometrics done, but it's going to take some time. The government right now is looking to hire 3,000 new immigration officers, and then they got to train them, and then they got to get, they got to, it's like they're, they're trying to get these things going, plus we've been in the middle of a pandemic, and so it's like it's going to take some time to roll it out. But nevertheless, it's all positive, right? It's something, at least, it's something to, uh, to move the conversation forward for people who have applied for U visas. All right. So again, Maria, you, if you applied for, in 2019, when will you get this new work permit? That's a great question. Really, I, I don't know. No one really knows when this is all going to be implemented. It's going to take some time, but I would... My best estimate, just sitting here right where I am, is, hey, within a year or so, probably. Okay? Now, um, all right, I've got, some other, I've got some other questions. The next question, all right, the next question comes from Pablo. All right, Pablo, thank you for asking your question. Your question is, okay, I submitted a U visa, and now to get this new work permit, do I have to submit anything else? And uh, that's a really great question, too. Do you need to, like, get together with your lawyer and submit something new? And the answer to that is no. All right? No, you don't have to. As long as your case, as long as when you filed your case, there was an I-765. That's the form for a work card. All right? As long as your lawyer or your, as long as you, right, submitted the I-765 with your original case, you will be allowed to get that work permit automatically. The process says it, all right? The link that we'll put here, it explains that. So you don't have to do anything else, all right? Sure, reach out to your lawyer, right? But as long as they knew what they were, what they were doing when they applied, you should not need to do anything else at this stage, okay? Very good, I got a couple minutes left. I've got some, I got some other questions that are coming in right now. I've got one from Jose. Jose, thank you for your question. Your question is, hey, what about, what about the time of an adjustment of status through the U visa? All right, are there any changes for that? All right, so thank you, Jose. Thank you for asking that question. I'm, I, I, I'm honored to receive it. So here's the thing. The changes that happened this week don't affect adjustment of status. But thank you for asking your question because it makes me want to be clear, right? If you win a U visa, if you win your U visa... Now, what do you get? You get a four-year work permit. And after three years, you can apply for a green card. You can apply for adjustment of status. Wahoo. All right, that's great. That's gold. We want green cards. All right, we want permanent solid residency. And so uh, once you're going through the adjustment application process, you, you know, that's, uh, that's under a different section of the law, section 245M, if you want to know. And you can go through that process. The, uh, the announcements this week don't, don't affect that process. 
But if you won a U visa, if your U visa was already approved, then you, you have to wait three years and then you can apply for adjustment. Okay? Awesome. All right. So there's another question coming in from, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get your name right, Abdelohab. Abdelohab, thank you for your question. Your question is, what, do we need to renew a work permit again? Because you applied in 2018 and you're not sure if it expired. All right, and I don't, oh, let's see, it's a little bit unclear. Your question's a little bit unclear. Um, but for this new policy, how much time to get a work permit? Okay, great questions, great questions, and thank you so much. So here's the thing. If you applied for, your, if, if you applied for a work permit in 2018 and received it, if you, have, if you already received a work permit, look at the work card. Like, look at it, because there's an expiration date on there, and you want to calculate when that work permit's going to expire. If it's a four-year work permit through the U visa, and if you're watching this here in 2021, and if it's a four-year work permit through the U visa, after three years, you should be eligible to adjust status. All right? If it's a work permit that's valid for less, like, say, two years, for example, for deferred action, then you should apply to renew it. So what I would say is 180 days before the expiration date, contact your lawyer. If you don't have one, if you want our help, contact our office. We'd love to help you, okay? And you want to renew the work permit so that you get it extended. And you can just keep extending while the U visa is valid. Now, it raises a good question there also, all right? Mr. Abdelohab. Mr. Abdelohab, thank you so much for your question. And so it raises another point, right? This new process, this new bona fide determination process work permit, like how long is it valid for? It also should be valid for four years, all right? And so if you get one of those work permits valid for four years, and if it starts to expire, we'd be talking like 2025 at the earliest, right, for that then six months ahead of it, you're going to want to renew it. And so contact your lawyer six months ahead, 180 days ahead, and then you can go through the process of renewing it. Okay? Let's see. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I am at 2.30. All right? I'm at 2.30, so I do have to stop. And thank you to everyone who submitted your questions. And thank you to everyone who has been uh, here in this training. I hope it was useful. I hope it was helpful. Here's the thing. There are a lot of other people who have asked questions today, and thank you so much for that. I will make an effort to answer every single one of them, all right? I don't know exactly when or where. I'm not going to be able to do it right now because i got to jump into my Spanish version. Um, if you do speak Spanish, please join us at the Spanish version. Maybe your question will get answered there. Uh, but otherwise, I will make an effort to answer every single one of your questions because I love how much engagement we've had. All right? So keep it up, right? And if you've got more questions, submit them. We love it. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm Otis Landerholm, Landerholm Immigration APC, where we fight for your American dream. And hey, if, if you have questions about your case, you can also, wherever, wherever it is on the screen, uh, you can also give our office a call. We would love to help you. We could do a consultation and get it sorted out. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. If you speak Spanish, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Immigrant Podcast. If you like what you heard and if you want to learn more, please go to landerhomeimmigration.com forward slash podcast.